Is your product or service stuck in Twitter under what seems like a massive pile of freezing cold snow? Let Overlord Services plow you out and expose this product to the rest of the world. For only $20 for three months of our enhanced service, we will create nifty images with your logo and information and post them on a daily basis. They also have yearly discounted rates. I am a client of Overlord Services, and I do have to say that not only are their services excellent, but they're really nice people. They post up my episodes multiple times per day for all of my shows without fail. And the communication that they have is second to none. I would greatly recommend that you try them out. Head to their shop at co-fi.com slash overlord svcs. Again, that's coffee.com slash overlord services and click on shop below. When you purchase their services... Let them know Derek sent you. Jay-Z's first classic album was a black album. I know it's blueprint for me. I know I know some people say uh reasonable doubt. Um it for a lot of people that is a classic album, but the blueprint, dog, like blue the blueprint su- survived September the 11th. Like yeah, it did. Like that's in that New album, York. That album dropped that day. Nigga, in New York. Like in New York. And it survived that shit. Fucking Michael Jackson couldn't survive September the 11th. He dropped a month later. Biggie couldn't survive 9-11. All of a sudden, Juicy was no longer being played on the radio stations. Because they said blow up like the World Trade. Right. So, you know. I, 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 understand, I understand where you were going with that. But he was talking about the first time when um, when Ben Laden was wearing the, um, the Santa Claus hat. Oh, I know. I know what he was talking about. Them folks are still like, how dare he make fun of American tragedy? I remember Fox News went in on that shit. Yeah, but then you also remember when Fox News went in on uh, on Mass Effect. Um, remember mm-hmm. the, the whole the whole sex box controversy? Mm-hmm. And when That's they went in on the hot coffee controversy. That shit was stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But that was, that, was, that was mostly Jack Thompson, so. Is he dead yet? Um, I, disbarred. I believe he got disbarred, and then he just kind of lost all his credibility once he got disbarred, but yeah. Well, you know, one thing about listening to, was, was it Mogul? Mm-hmm. Jack Thompson was behind the Two Live Crew thing, too. Yes, he was. That was interesting. I mean, I mean, people who play video games and are of are of a certain age. We know Jack Thompson very well. Yeah, he ain't he ain't shit. Nope. Like he really ain't shit. 
Yeah, I, the the fucking the 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 Mass Effect thing is the worst controversy ever. Like I understand, I one hundred percent understand hot coffee, even though like people who don't understand video games didn't understand that. Like you have to like hack some code in order to find that. Like it's not in the game at the way it, that it's constructed. Like you got to do something extra to it in order to make this thing happen. But like. What what they were saying about Mass Effect in that that very very mediocre sex scene, they made it seem like it was straight porn. Yeah, they felt they they made it seem like we were going to see everything, right? And like this, like the most you see is if if you fuck Liara, the most you see is a little bit of side boob, and that's pretty like, much it. Like you're just going to see dick coming across the screen like that. Like the space cruiser at the beginning of space balls and shit, just dun, dun. Right. <laughs> oh, we break for nothing. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of um of um spaceships and all that kind of stuff, what'd you feel about Obi Wan? I haven't finished it yet. Oh man, dude, you it, watch the good stuff. See, this is what I talk about when I say I don't think Brandon likes me. I um, really, I really, I really enjoyed it, and I'm not a big Star Wars. So fan, I, really I have, I think I have two episodes left. But the thing is, I just Devin had has had over the past three weeks. He plays a basketball game on Tuesday night. Then he plays two varsity basketball games on Wednesday night. Then he plays a basketball game on Thursday night. Then he has a tournament on Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. Then on Monday, he has practice and training. Then he starts all over again. And that's been my past three weeks. Oh, so what? You don't got to go to all them shits. You ain't coaching all of them. What you got to be there for? You got to have some you time. You're an adult. <laughs> He's a teenager. He probably don't even want you there every time. He got to ride in the car back to hear you complain about what he did wrong and what he could do better. He ain't trying to hear that. Every he got to be there. To, he got to be there to bring his son McDonald's in front of the rest of his team. You know what? Let's talk <laughs> about that real quick. Um, so here's the thing about this guy. For those of y'all who don't know, white people um, and folks who aren't on social media, but mostly white people, uh, a woman got video of her of her son's dad, and she was talking shit about how he was going to bring him McDonald's, but she has four other kids in the house. And he didn't bring McDonald's for the four other kids. He only brought McDonald's for his own son. And when I was younger, when I was like 25, 24, I would have done that same shit. I would have. I'm not even going to front. I'm not even going to lie to you. I would have done that same shit. But as I got older, I recognized one simple thing, which is if there's four other kids in that house and you're only giving one kid McDonald's, you just made that one kid a target. Yep. It's not so much about giving them the food. You just made that kid an enemy of everybody else in that house for at least a week. And that's going to be awkward as fuck. So here's my mindset at this point. Either buy them all something or don't buy shit. McDonald's only costs like $2.29 for a cheeseburger. My nigga, buy them all cheeseburgers. Buy them all Happy Meals. You know what's even better? If you're a father of a child and your baby mama has four kids or five kids and only one of them's yours bring all them niggas food now your name gonna be in their mouth all the time 
and she ain't gonna be able to get rid of you, which she's gonna hate more than anything else. So, first of all, this thing is false. She only has one child, and she has a daughter. Um, really? This, this was all. It was all viral nonsense. Uh, she did this shit just to go viral. Um, oh shit! Um, so the whole thing is fake. But I can say, um, I have been, I have been this kind of petty, and I did it on purpose. And at the time, I was doing this to a little girl who didn't deserve it. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, I felt awful. Mm -hmm. Like I felt awful. Like I did. I I did this to. I did this to Rob's daughter. And well, I, and I, 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 I so like I did this, and it was it was it was terrible. I mean, even though this thing is fake, it still brings up a a a, a good a topic point. a topic that we that we should probably discuss. Um, I've done it and I felt awful and, and, you know, and it, it, it's, it's, it's horrible because like you're, you know, you're doing, you're, you're doing what you're doing out of the feelings for you and the mom, but you're, you're disregarding the feelings of those children. Mm hmm. And like those children are innocent in all of this. Like when you go and when, so we used to pick up our kids from their other parents' houses or whatever to go to like Six Flags or, you know, Magic Mountain or whatever it may be. Chuck E. Cheese. And they always had like a younger sibling over there. Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, can we go? And at first it was like, ugh, ugh, ugh. But nigga, have you ever thought about asking your kid how they feel about their sibling? Like, that might be their best fucking friend. And you just left them in the lurch. So yeah. what we ended up doing, what we started doing was, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, you can go, little nigga. Go get your bag. Go get your shit. Come on. Then they started spending the night. They started hanging out. Like, the kids just want to have fun. And I know it sounds rote. I know it sounds trite. But honestly... From the ages of like four, no, from the age of three, let's be real. From the age of three until like the age of 14, that's just fucking petty. If you leave a kid behind in those formative years. Yeah, when they're like 15, 16, they may not give a fuck. But my dad, my dad, he, um, my aunt has four boys. Hold on. Yeah, four boys. And my dad, for reasons that were never explained to us, would come to the house, would come to her house and pick up one of the four and take him everywhere he went. He took him and taught him how to play golf. He took him to amusement parks. He took him on trips. He took him to Washington with him. He took him to Hawaii, my nigga, and never explained anything to my aunt and just left these other three boys sitting there like, why couldn't we go? Why doesn't uncle like us like he likes this one? And that's just Any fucked secret. up. There's no why or there's no reason. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Because my mom used to call my dad out on it. Like, why are you doing this? Because it's her sister. I like this one. He's a good one. He literally called him one of the good ones. Like, so I have a real aversion to parents or adults 
playing favorites or playing difference with these kids, even if it's your kid. Because if it's your kid and your kid is one of one of three, one of two, one of 12, my nigga, if you do that and you raise them above these other kids where these other kids have never had this opportunity, yeah, there's going to be some folks, mostly in that black father's group, who's going to be like, well, if they dad don't want to be a good father, it ain't my fault they don't want to be a good father. But at the same time, you're not being a good father either by putting your kid in that circumstance and in that situation. What you're doing is wholly self-serving. It's completely selfish. And you should totally be held to the fire for it. Now, the fact that that shit was fake and it was viral, okay, cool. Cool, whatever. But it's still, like you said, it still holds a conversation because there's still guys who would do this and think that that shit is just the thing to do. Because I know I did it. I know Scar did it. That's right. Y'all did the right thing. Life ain't fair. Hey, Drake, on the young age. You good? The fuck wrong with you? Didn't you just win your fourth championship? What the fuck you worried about me for? What you mad? You mad because I'm doing it my way and it's happened to work? I'm doing it my way. I ain't got to do it your way. I'm doing it my way. But look. Forget the old media, forget the new media. I'm going to stand by the old law, right? And the old law says, hey, man, all that disrespect and all that whole shit, uh, calling somebody a coon, man, you got me fucked up. Ain't nothing a coon about me. Ain't no cooning, ain't none of that. Straight up. And here's the thing, right? We all know, dog. We all know you all barking no bite. We know this. The NBA brothers know this. A lot of them that's talking behind you, behind your back with the whispers, they know this. They know you not going to do nothing. This is proven. This is facts. We know that. So, one, stop with all the tough talk. You can talk about me as an ESPN analyst. You can talk about my takes. You can talk about everything you want to do. I don't give a fuck about that. But what you not going to do is you not going to disrespect me and call me no motherfucking coon. And I'm going to stand on that. You talk about standing on something. I'm standing on that. That's what I'm not going to be, especially by you, when we all know you not going to do nothing. Let me try that wink again. You not going to do nothing. <laughs> and we know that. It's proven. We know that. We know you ain't going to bust a grape in a fruit fight. We know you ain't going to pour milk on cereal. We know you ain't going to listen to it go snap, crackle, or pop. We know that. But that coon and shit? Man, you got me fucked up. We can keep it entertainment. We can keep it ESPN. You can whatever you want to do. But we ain't doing that coon shit, homeboy. Real talk. Carry on. Yo, I'm going to say this real quick. That's my man, Big Kendrick person. ain't never been somebody to fuck with. Kendrick ain't never been the one. When it was Kendrick, Serge Ibaka, Russell Westbrook, and Kevin Durant, you know who they didn't want to fuck with in that for? It wasn't San, it, it wasn't fucking Serge Ibaka, and it wasn't Russell, and it wasn't Kevin. That's all I'm gonna say. They would talk shit about them other three and get real quiet and look at their feet when it came to fucking Kendrick. Cause Kendrick looked even back then when he was a rookie and skinny as fuck when he played for the Celtics. That nigga looked like he just wanted to take a nigga top off. He looked like Charles Oakley before Charles Oakley was Charles Oakley, my nigga. Draymond don't want that work. Draymond don't want that. He he don't want to meet in Temecula. He don't. 
Period. Period. Love Pick Perk. He's so good at this on TV. Mm. He's really good at this stuff. He's learning from the best, though. I mean, he's learning from Stephen A. So he's going to be good at TV. But that shit was funny. So you had to take it down. So what do y'all think about Kevin Durant wanting to go to Phoenix? No, he said he wanted to go to Phoenix or Miami. Yeah, he wanted to go to Phoenix. He wanted to go where the winners reside. He wanted to go where there's already players at. It's like, yo, you do it once. I'm like, okay. But why don't you just keep your ass in uh, Brooklyn? Why would he do that? Because as soon as he goes to Phoenix, folks going to be like, there he is, chasing another star's coattails. What star? Devin Booker. He's much better than Devin Booker. Yeah, right. but, but, but Devin Booker's not joining his team. He's joining Devin, Devin Booker's Booker will team. be getting traded for Durant. <laughs> the Nets want Devin Booker back because Durant is much better than Devin Booker. I I I don't like this. Um, but then again, it's not for me to like. I don't really give a shit. Like, it, I mean, it doesn't really matter to me. But at the end of the day, you were you you left. And went to the team that beat you, won a couple championships, and then you wanted your own shit. All right, you got your own shit. Nah, no, this is a now bad. So, not up, so this is a bad up homeboy. Not up, homeboy. Like this is your. This is what you wanted. You wanted to. You wanted your own shit. You wanted to go. You wanted to go play with your man's. Your man's is unreliable as fuck. This is what you chose. This is bad hot. This take. is what you chose. I don't. I, like I said, I, it don't really matter to me. I I don't even watch basketball. I keep up with what's going on, but I don't really watch it. I but don't the, think it's a problem day, leaving a bad situation, a bad job. If I go to a, if I take a job that I think is good, and I get to that job, and my boss is shit, and my coworkers are shit, and I'm fucking miserable, you know what I'm gonna do? If I'm good enough, and I got I got degrees, or I got experience, or I'm, and I'm marketable, somebody else wants me. I'm going to go somewhere better where my coworkers aren't shit and my boss ain't shit. And Kevin Durant is saying, this is a fucking shit show in Brooklyn. I mean, but that's mostly because of your mans. Your that's mans. not him. Your it's mans. His, it's his friends. Your mans. That's your mans. What's up with your mans? Like, it's really, that's what it really comes down to. Your mans is, your mans that you wanted to play with is extremely unreliable. Yeah, so he's extremely unreliable. Even before all of this COVID shit, my man was taking time off for just anything. He said he took time off for personal reasons. It just happened to coincide with his birthday. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's 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 a whole bunch of fuck shit. Your man's always hurt. And like, I mean, like he averaged what for the last few years? He's averaged what? Like 38 games a season? Yes. Like something like that. It's like thirty something games a season. His average with the Nets. Well, the twenty twenty doesn't really count because of COVID. They went to the bubble, so that one don't actually count. And then last year he played like fifty games, and then this year he had the COVID shit. Yeah, so like I don't. It's it, this was his choice. Um, this is was his. This was his choice, and he should have known that your man was unreliable for the reason for him leaving. Cleveland, he was unreliable in fucking Boston. You know what I mean? Like, t- t- he has a track record of this. He is a very good basketball player, but he's extremely unreliable, and he's been unreliable this whole time. Shit, he was unreliable at Duke. 
Well, he was hurt, but yeah, he didn't even fucking play. Like, so, so how like, long you got to stay in a bad situation because you made that choice when you're I, the one that people want? I don't know, but like this is a situation. But like, how long? How long should you stay in the situation you created until it no longer suits you? But this is a situation that Get he the created. Fuck out of there. This is a situation that he created. So do you do you try to leave that situation or do you try to figure out how to make the situation you created better? Like so you so, so the I mean, he he showed he he showed up there basically set the fucking place on fire and now wants to walk away from the fucking fire. Well, he didn't set it on fire. Kyrie set it on fire. Let's get that clear. Well, your man's your man your man's that you wanted to play with is the reason why you went. Set a fucking fire, and now you're just like, I, I don't want. Nothing I'm not to responsible do with for that grown man actions. Not not responsible, but like, let's that be honest. Man, when all of this COVID shit was happening, work. when all this what COVID happened shit was, was he was going to stay, but the Brooklyn couldn't find nobody to trade for Kyrie because nobody wants Kyrie, and so Kyrie, you know, the only two the, superstars the, that opted in, the Lakers, two the superstars Lakers. that opted in, was Kyrie Irving and Russell Westbrook. Because nobody wants them, and they knew that if they didn't opt in, they were getting the minimum deal or nothing. And so both of them opted in. Every other superstar in the league, Bradley Bill, James Harden, blah, 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 they all opt out because you know somebody's going to Bradley Bill signed with Washington on a five-year, $251 million max contract. Yeah, he, opted in. He, he opted in. He opted out. No, he yeah. just signed 15 minutes ago. No, he opted out. He had a player option. For forty million, he yeah, I'm telling you, out. he opted out. He, he opted, and he, he, he he opted just out. signed fifteen minutes ago. He opted ago. out and he yeah, resigned. That's what they all do. Except he, he opted, Kyrie he opted, and Russ. <laughs> he opted out and resigned for more money. Yes, that's what they all do. Zach Levine did that. They all do that except Russ and Kyrie. If Russ and Kyrie said, "I'm not taking my chances. I'm opting in to take this forty million. Well, Kyrie's is like thirty million. Russ is Russ is forty-seven million because he was an MVP. So he gets the escalator cost. So Russ is getting $47 million. So they opted in. Those two people, nobody wants them. And so Kevin Durant gave Brooklyn a chance because they told Kyrie, hey, tell your agent to go see anybody in the league who wants to do a sign and trade with you, with us, and then bring it back to us, and then we'll see if we can make it work. Yeah, reportedly, do you know the only person – who wanted to do a the sign Suns and Devin Booker are finalizing a four-year, two hundred and fourteen million supermax contract extension. The Lakers. Tell me that again mess. about Kevin Durant and yeah, trading Devin Booker. Anything? What's what's that got to do or anything? That matches the salaries up. That's what okay. it sounds like to me. <laughs> In the NBA, you got to have matching salaries to make a trade. It's not like the NFL. The Joker just signed five years, two hundred sixty-four million, the richest deal in NBA history. Good for him. Yeah. He deserves it. Two two time MVP. Yeah, he's dope. He's dope. I can't even front. He's must watch. Who are your top five must watch basketball players? Like if you see their team, you're not even really watching the team. You're watching them get down. Lamelo Ball and, and the Joker are, are on my list. And Kyrie Irving's on that list. Very much so. Kyrie's on there too. Yeah. So that's three. Okay, are we watching because we're interested to see how great they're going to do, or are we looking for fuck shit? Because if we're looking for fuck shit, then James Harden is on this list. 
No. I can't watch James Harden's game. Uh, I hate James game. Harden was horrible in, in Philadelphia. When he was great, I hated watching this game. All the fucking fouls. Just foul after foul after foul. I don't want to see that shit. That's what I'm saying. Are we are we just watching for greatness or are we watching for fuck shit? Because like those are two completely different things. I'm watching for greatness. So I think number four on the list is Kevin Durant. I think number four is LeBron James. Number five is Zion. And then Williams. number five is Steph. Who was the last I one for you? I, don't, I do not enjoy watching Steph. Who I'm was sorry. the last one for you? Zion Williamson. Did you watch him last the year before when he was healthy? When he was that healthy, shit was a yeah. fucking highlight reel. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. but his knees, bro. I do not enjoy. Well, he looks like a fucking the Incredible Hulk now. All of a sudden, you look he look fat as fuck, and then all of a sudden he looks like the Incredible Hulk. I don't know what the fuck happened. Steroids. Um, yeah, um, but I I I do not like watching um, Steph play ball. I, I don't I I'll watch I'll watch some highlights, but I do not like watching fucking three pointers. I just don't. I don't enjoy watching three pointers. I want to see people get to the rack and bang. Like you know what I mean? Like that's the that's so when you play basketball, were you getting to the rack and banging or were you pulling up? I can't shoot. So I was I was a garbage man. I'm I'm layups. All and the reason why the reason why I'm asking is because what I found through coaching. And Brandon, I, I want to get your opinion on this too. Um, is that parents and players, parents and former players, tend to have an affinity with the style that they played or their child plays? So, like, no, if you I... were a banger, then you appreciate the post play. If you were a shooter, you appreciate the shooting. If your kid is a guard, do you want the coach to speed the game up? If your kid is a big, then you want the coach to slow the game down and get it into the post. I no, I I okay, this is gonna sound a little bit hypocritical, but I I look back on when I actually watched basketball, what I actually enjoyed. I, I like watching people dunk. Like that is the most enjoyable shit for me. Like mm. I like watching the and like like really acrobatic layups and shit like that. Like some of the shit that like Jordan or like Vince Carter and like a lot of other people um pulled off. Like I like watching Sean Kemp. You know what I mean? Like people who were just like, you know, in in by comparison, Sean what Sean Kemp did is very tame compared to what people can do now. But like I still say like I I like I like watching stuff that I know that I can't do. Yeah people so don't shoot react like that anymore. I'm, I mean, no, I, I feel I, I feel like I can shoot threes. I it's can't shoot. Great. I can't shoot them from the parking lot. But like I, you know what I mean? Like I can't be like. That's Stephen. why John Morant should be on that list. He's definitely above Kevin Absolutely. Durant. Absolutely. John Morant goes to the rack. John Morant. John Morant is the Kevin Durant of his situation. He is Kevin Durant to Zion Williamson's. Um, uh, what's what's the dude's name that got picked over? Um, no, that's Kevin absurd. Kevin Zion Durant. Williamson averaged twenty nine points a game just two years ago. Was a first was an all star in like second team All NBA. Greg Oden ain't never do that ever, 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 ever. It's 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 <laughs> looking a little Greg Oden ish. It looks nothing like Greg Oden. It's looking it's looking Greg it's looking Oden ish. Sorry. In in terms of the injury span, but Oden. Was that he microfractured one knee, came back, microfractured the other knee, dick pick, retirement. Zion could have played last year. They sat his ass out. 
He was oh, no, out there I... doing 360s and windmills just for fun. Like, look at this dude. He could have played. They just didn't play him. They wanted him to be fully healthy for this year. I think that's but, where I Kevin think, Durant should go. New I, looked at, chip. I looked at someone who um who is oh who's someone who is a doctor and they, they talk about sports inju- injuries and stuff like that on, on YouTube. And what he was discussing from those videos that Zion was releasing was like, yeah, he could get up there and he can do all of this stuff. But what his focus was was the landing. It's like that is the reason why he's not playing. He could have played. He'll be back next. He, pro- year. he probably could have played, but I mean, I I think I think that he got drafted to the wrong team. It just there's like for for as much excess and like good food and all of this shit that we talked about New Orleans and stuff like that. That fat dude, like nah, dog. Like we we need like in order for his career to survive, he has to get some of this weight off. Like he has to, and he is in the wrong place to do that. If you don't have sufficient enough willpower. Maybe he's just going to go beast mode. Six, six, 290 pounds. Yeah. He's, he's, a he is, he is every, when, when healthy, he is everything advertised. He made it through a whole season. I think he'll be fine next year. I hope so. No, they should trade him. They should trade him or Brandon Ingram for Kevin Durant and some other people. Get him Kevin down Durant there. is not going to fucking New Orleans. I would. That team's ready to take up off. until up until recently. They weren't even using their own trainers and doctors. They were using the Saints trainers and doctors. Yeah, I know. That's why AD claimed he wanted out. Yeah. Fuck out of here. Like, you don't even have your own people. Like, we're dealing with football people that don't know my fucking basketball life. Fuck out of here. Zion about to get a a max contract, too. But then turn around, AD is fucking fragile anyway, so. And man said that he ain't picked up a fucking basketball since April. And big perk on TV right now. Are, are we gonna talk about the episode? I, I mean, I mean, we just kind of went off on this tangent. Yeah, for once, this time Rashani started. They can't blame us. Well, I mean, I started it initially, and then y'all, you know, yeah. So you can't blame us. I I just had thoughts. That's all. So before we get into that topic, fellas, I I I really did expect y'all to jump in and have some thoughts about you know. Okay. I the ending of Roe versus Wade last seat or that that I discussed last episode. I I didn't I didn't have anything to add. Like I think I think you pretty much covered it. I I'm, I mean Clarence Thomas has already said that the next thing he's doing is going after same sex marriages. Yeah, and and then hopefully he can go after um um uh interracial marriages so he can get out of his. Um now he going down based on the fact that his wife is on paperwork. He going on in. No, I just think I, I, we we the government let the Republicans fuck the Democrats out of a Supreme Court justice. 
Yes. And and that that just fucking them out of that and leaving it to fucking Trump really fucked up everything. And the fact that the Democrats are such such pushovers when it comes to political things. They're such pushovers and they let this thing happen. There was nothing they could do. There was literally nothing they could do about it. I mean, but the only thing they could do about it was win in 2016. If they had won in 2016, then like Hillary Clinton said on the stage, whoever wins this election is going to appoint two to three Supreme Court justices. And then on the stage, she goes, Donald Trump already said that he's going to nominate people to overturn Roe v. Wade. And if he wins, he's going to appoint two to three justices that's going to overturn Roe v. Wade. And then people said, you're not going to shame me into voting for the Supreme Court. And they said the emails. And then he won. And then he appointed two to three. He appointed three justices who all voted to end Roe v. Wade. It wasn't nothing they could do because Mitch McConnell was in charge of the Senate. He refused to hold a hearing for Obama's nominee. He's in charge of the Senate. The Senate, the Senate majority leader makes the rules for the Senate. So when he's in charge, he makes the rules. And so it was nothing they could do. And so the only thing they could do was hopefully win the election and win the Senate, win the majority in the Senate, and then let Chuck Schumer or someone else get in charge and bring those people to the hearings like they just did for Ketanji Brown Jackson a few months ago, who just got sworn in today uh, to the Supreme Court. But it was nothing the Democrats could do in that situation except win in 2016. That was their only option because McConnell broke all Senate norms. And those are, and that's the thing about the Senate is it's not laws, it's just norms. So there's no, you have to follow it. It's just norms. And so that's what happened. But, you know, it ain't nothing you can do about that. And so they are, they do get pushed over sometimes, but that wasn't a situation where they got pushed over. There was just nothing they could do in that scenario. And so then it happens. And then Trump does what he says he was going to do. And so now down people, people and Democrats have a choice. Um, the only way to fix the Supreme Court is to expand the Supreme Court. That's the only option. And so either the Democrats have to get enough people in who support expanding the Supreme Court and then have the political willpower and balls to actually go and do it. But in order to do that, they got to have more than 50 people in the Senate. A 50-50 Senate, you're not getting anything done. In fact, the last time there was a 50-50 Senate was after George Bush got elected the first time. And you know what happened? They tried to do some crazy shit. And a Republican switched to the Democrats. He switched from the Republican to the Democrats and gave them power. Because he didn't like what the Republicans were doing when they were in charge. That was the last time they had a 50 50 Senate. So when everybody talks about how weak the Democrats are and how they're not getting this done and getting that done, no one in the history of the country has ever gotten anything done in a 50 50 Senate. And the last time it happened, a dude switched sides and gave the other team, the other, the other party power. And so I see people talking about all these things. FDR threatened to expand the Supreme Court when he didn't like what they were saying about the New Deal. Do you know how many senators FDR had? as a Democrat, when that happened, 76. He has 76 senators. So yes, it's easy to make a threat to say, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z when you have 76 senators out of 100 
on your side to make that threat go into uh, an action. When you have 50 technically, but actually 48 and then two horrible people in Mansion and Cinema, then you really can't do much. But Biden could do more. There's executive actions that he can do. He can do things like um, make the pill, make abortion pills available to everyone, which he cl- they claim they're going to do, but we'll see. They can make that available. They can sell them on federal lands, like in post offices or VA clinics and things like that, because they're under federal jurisdiction and not state jurisdiction. Uh, some people believe that he can lease space out to doctors. Uh, there's a thing called the Hyde Amendment, which pro- which prohibits pe- the federal government for spending money on abortion care unless it's in the case of rape or incest. Uh, and so some people believe, and this is a debated fact, but some people believe that in order to get around the Hyde Amendment, what Biden can do is lease space to doctors on federal grounds, like federal parks or military bases or federal buildings. And if he leases the space out to doctors and doctors are paying the government to use that space in order to provide those services, then some people believe that would be getting around the Hyde Amendment and it's something that he could do in states that are banning abortion. He has already said that he doesn't think he can do that. And so it's made a lot of people upset, but that is a debated thing. That's not like an obvious thing that could be done. But ultimately, the thing that can be done is codifying Roe as a law, which they need at least two more senators to be able to uh, to nuke the filibuster in order to do that. Uh, but the problem with that is um, when you do an executive order, it gets automatic judicial review, right? So if he were to do that thing with the federal lands, it would immediately go to the Supreme Court for review and they could overturn it. Now, some other people believe that if the Supreme Court overturned it, because the Supreme Court's power is only as much as people listen to what they have to say. So there's this argument that Biden could say, come make me. You don't have an army, basically like Chappelle's show. And they don't have an army. And so they couldn't make them technically, but that sets a really terrible precedent. And so the other thing is when you pass a law, it can go back to the Supreme Court, like a lot of law says, uh, but it takes about three or four years uh, to for that to happen. So if they codify Roe, if they win uh, a couple more seats in November and they codify Roe, um, that would be law for some time until it gets back to the Supreme Court. And then if they don't do anything with the Supreme Court, which is why expanding the court is the key, then they're just going to overturn it when it gets back to the Supreme Court in three years. So, um, but and that's see, not the only thing. The Supreme Court also see, just... Okay. Do you see them doing anything in November? I don't. What do you mean doing anything? Do you see them winning? Uh, They have a good chance to, to win some in the Senate, partly because the Republicans just ran horrific candidates so for example in georgia right Raphael warnock in the most recent poll that was like two days ago was up 11 points (laughs) like 11 points because they decided to run herschel fucking walker as a senator in georgia who's a fucking idiot and so he's not going to beat Raphael warnock in georgia then they were the republicans basically thought if we run this black man maybe some dumb black people would just vote for the black man that we're running and if we can all because all we need to do is just peel off a couple percent 
of black people. We don't need a majority. We only need, you know, eight to 10%. We get, we can go from 8% to 10% of black people. We can win, but they don't realize that it's nothing that black people hate more is if, if black people hate racist white people, it's one thing they hate more than racist white people. And that's a fucking Uncle Tom Coon black person. And so they weren't going to come out and vote for Herschel Walker. And so there's a good chance that they keep that seat, right? And so then there's an open seat in Pennsylvania because the Republican uh, senator retired. And so who? What did the what did the Republicans do? They ran Doctor Oz, the Doctor Oz from TV. And so another bad candidate. Now you know he has that whole celebrity shit, which is getting him some votes, but. He's Dr. Oz, right? And Dr. Oz is Muslim. And so <laughs> Republicans don't really take kindly to Muslims. And so it's this interesting dichotomy of like, Dr. Oz is kind of pro-Muslim, like a little bit, like not really, but like more than most Republicans. And so he's going into Trump country in like Western PA and like being this Muslim Mehmet Oz and that's, I don't think that's going to work out for him. So they could pick up a seat there. And then Wisconsin has a fucking nut job, Ron Johnson, who's like QAnon crazy person, who barely won last time. They're running this black dude named Mandela Barnes, who's the lieutenant governor, who's really popular there. He's the lieutenant governor of the state, who's actually leading in the polls. And so that would be a pickup if that were to happen. And then uh, you got a couple other you know, cases that are kind of edge cases. So North Carolina, there's this woman named Sherry Beasley. It's a black woman that's running for senator. She was the chief justice of the North Carolina Supreme Court, which is interesting because she has all of the police unions in North Carolina um, endorsing her, which never happens for a Democrat, because she was the chief justice of the Supreme Court. Um, And so people think that's going to give her a good chance because she's not seen as like some soft on like like a lot of times republicans like to uh label democrats particularly black and brown democrats as soft on crime but they can't do that there right because you know she's a supreme court justice uh and then lastly you got um tim ryan running in ohio which is kind of a hard one and then you got val demings who also got the police union support in florida because she used to be the chief of police in Orlando or commissioner of police in Orlando and her husband is the mayor of Orlando. And so she's running against Marco Rubio, um, who's not very popular. Uh, so they think they might have a chance there, but Florida is very weird. So no one really knows what's going on in Florida. So for the Senate, it actually looks good for Democrats, right? But the problem is they got to keep both the Senate and the house and the house doesn't look nearly as good because of, partisan gerrymandering where Republicans are basically, you know, re- rewriting the state map so that they can get their pick their own voters who they want to win. So the, the House looks a little bit more difficult. So we'll see. I am not, I wouldn't say I'm optimistic, but I'm not pessimistic as long as people show up. The problem is, which has happened to me recently, is on Twitter, and Twitter's not real life, but like, you know, there's a lot of people who are just like, why should I show up and vote? The Democrats don't do anything. They're weak. I had somebody say that to me. And I said, they're like, why would, if, why would I vote for a Democrat? They're not going to protect abortion. You know what I said to them? I said, how many Democratic state, how many states run by Democrats are banning abortion? Let's ask them a simple question. 
And they said, uh, uh, and I said, well, how many? Just tell me. Like, tell me a state that has a Democratic House and a Democratic Senate and a Democratic governor that is banning abortion. And the answer is zero. All 22 of them <laughs> that have that, uh, or sorry, 20 of them that have that are not banning abortion. And I think like 16 of them, I could be wrong the right number, but I think like 16 of them have either made a constitutional amendment in the state to enshrine uh, abortion rights in the state constitution, or they have like an official law that says abortion is legal. And so that to me sounds like if you give people, if you give, Democrats aren't great, but if you give them some actual power, not like a 50-50 Senate, they'll probably do some things. So that's how I would respond to that. But, you know, I kind of went along, but, you know, I'm a political guy. Even Virginia with this um, very, very uh, Trumpian um, governor, Mm -hmm. he's he's not trying to get rid of it. He's just trying to lower the weeks. Mm -hmm. But it's not going to pass because they don't have the votes in the state house. Yeah, he's trying he's trying to get it lower to 15 weeks. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you elect him. So we'll see. You know, the White, House, the White House and Democrats need to be a little bit more forceful. They need to have a little bit more passion. But this idea that passion equals, you know, votes to me is silly. But I also think voting is a civic duty. And if more people voted, this country would be a whole lot different. In India, they had like almost 80% participation when they went to the, like for their democracies. Like other other countries have way high participation. When Hillary Clinton ran, I think it was like 47% or 51%, something like that of eligible voters voted in that election in 2016. So you're not actually getting a representation of this country when 47% of people show up to vote. So, you know. I believe voting, particularly in state and local elections, is a civic duty, and we could do a lot of good. Look at California. California's not perfect where Rashani lives, but guess what? Why are you talking about folks where I live? You've said it a million times, and they heard you talk. (laughs) They heard (laughs) me talk. Yes, if no one knows where you're from by your accent, then they probably don't. They're probably white. So, um, Rashani, I mean, California has their issues, but you know how many states wish they had some of the benefits that were, that California has? Legalized weed. They're making universal health care. They give you unemployment for over a year when you when you lose your job. If you are taking a job, if you step down from your job to further education, they will pay you unemployment to go and learn a new trade or a new skill in California. Like they have so many programs because they have good taxes and they got Democrats in charge that help people. Now they still have issues with homelessness and other things, just like any other state. But compared comparative to like where I live in Texas, it's not it's not even a comparison to like the benefits for the people of the state. So I will always say, you know, and the last thing I'll say is, you know, Republicans inspire. Republican voters inspire their politicians, right? They make their politicians do what they want to do. And if they don't, they vote them out in primaries. But they always show up in the general election. They always show up in the general election, no matter who the Republican person is, because they're Republicans. They make their people pay in primaries. On our side, on the left, we demand to be inspired 
by our politicians. Oh, this person's not inspiring me. They're not exciting enough. I just, you, they need to do something to make me want to get out and vote. And then we make, we make our people pay in general elections, not in primaries. There is no Democrat that's been uh, primaried and removed because they weren't uh, radical enough on the courts, right? But there are Democrats that lose in a general election because turnout's low, because people don't show up. It always happens. And so, you know, on our side, we need to just, you know, if you don't like some of the centrist Democrats, if you don't like, uh, which I don't like a lot of them, some of them, if you don't like, you know, you think they are do nothing or they're weak, primary them and show up and vote. You like, <laughs> you can you can get them out. But if they lose, if they win, you take your happy ass to the fucking polls if you can. If you're not, vote, if, you know, if your vote isn't suppressed in your state, if you have the means to, you take your happy ass to the polls and you vote for the Democrat who won in the general. Because at the end of the day in America, we have a two-party system. There's two options. You got the Republicans and you got the Democrats. And so if we get another party that's a viable party, that's great. But we don't got that right now. We got two options. We got one group that's trying to take away your rights, and we got another group who's not. Rashani, when you when you have when when you say I have to go and you try to speak through the rest of the speak through the actual yeah, episode, remember you let him go this long. Oh, I know. <laughs> you, I can't help but you let it nervous. go. You let it go. You're just like, all right, I'm just gonna let him go. By the way, last thing before we start, uh, Scar, you'll like this. Uh, I got the TV on the computer while we're talking. And you know what? Game, I, I just like was flipping through the channels. You know what game is on? Remember that game with Michael Vick? Now you're really just pushing it. No, this is like five seconds. Remember that game, Scar, with Michael Vick against the Vikings, where he made that really long run in overtime and two people <sighs> ran into each other? Uh-huh. It's literally just about to happen. L- listeners who are still here, we thank you. We went through politics and music and basketball and. They got a fast forward button if they didn't want to hear what we had to say. I, don't, I ain't apologizing for shit. I am because I've seen our numbers. I'm apologizing to you. Ever since we started talking, the numbers started hip hop. <laughs> we, you know what? I I have not listened to Return to Oswald in a long time, like the original shows. But I don't think we talked as much before we got into the show, and I think everything was based out of the show. But I don't know. So let's do but, this. Let's do a remember, time limit. Remember, I asked. I asked. I was like, yo, to the listeners, let us know. Do Nobody you said anything back. Crazy? That's on them. Yeah. Like, I, I asked. I specifically asked, like, yo, do, do y'all enjoy this or do y'all want us to cut this shit out? Because I know that some of the, sometimes we could have got into some shit and it went a little bit long. So I asked. Y'all ain't let's do a five-minute timer every show. And when it beeps, Nigga, you go into the show. Five minutes. Five minutes. That's it. Five minutes. Five minutes. Every show. We, we start started at three. That's what I'm telling you. We started, we started the, the episode at three. It is now four. And you're talking about five minutes, fam. That's what I'm telling you. I'm saying going forward, we set a timer. Because I like the five. I like to catch up. We set a timer for five minutes. When it beeps. We shut the fuck. We finish our thought. We, we shut the, the fuck, fuck up. You, you heard him. He was about to say we shut the fuck up. Yeah, so. thought, and then you start the show. Oh boy, the episode. I really enjoyed it. I did too. I did too. Uh, Donnie ain't never gonna get the sex he wants, 
She didn't feel comfortable calling him a bad man or the leader of the cell block. <laughs> Donnie, Donnie needed some emotional get back. Right. Donnie needed to feel like he was a man after being in jail and getting his head pushed into the pillow. He needed to feel like he was somebody because in jail, that nigga was Franklin. Um, <laughs> All you hear from his cell is his face in a pillow. Mm-hmm. And everybody walking past like, we know what's up. Um, Rachel and Ira moved to a hotel in Toronto. Rachel's still having visions of another place with the sky and uh, men walking in cabins and a swan. And when they settled down, oh, yeah, I got I got to apologize. At the end of the last episode, I had said that uh, Kasima said she, that, that Rachel said she was looking forward to working with Kasima. No, she was saying she was looking forward to working with Sarah. And, yeah, I, I said that incorrectly in the last episode, so I apologize. Mm-hmm. Um. When they settle down, Ira shows Rachel something on TV, and it's an interview with Evie Cho, saying that her hometown Tisdale was run down, and now that Brightborn wants to build a new research facility, it'll be there, and she'll be considered a hometown hero. That's the one problem that I have with this episode. How did? Why did everything happen around Tisdale? Like the 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 chicks who was running, like she ended up in Tisdale, and all this other stuff. Like, I mean, I get it. Maybe you're you're your TV show and like you probably ain't got a whole lot of room for sets uh, and like shit like that but like bruh, why does everything have to happen in Tisdale? Mm. Why did both sides of this happen in Tisdale? Mm-hmm. Helena's hunting. Uh, she shoots a deer with a bow and arrow and we see her carrying the deer on her shoulder and a little white girl is like mommy look at deer like you didn't see the woman carrying the fucking deer. Right. Come and on this says Sasquatch. Like right. that little ass lady carrying a fucking deer is Sasquatch. Sure. Your mama's a Sasquatch, nigga. For real. Rachel and Felix meet with Rachel or Sarah and Felix meet with Rachel and Ira to discuss Evie's plans. And Iris tries to talk. Felix is like, you gonna shut the fuck up when grown folks is talking, cause uh <laughs> He sons Ira so many times. Nigga, just because you a sperm donor don't make you a, a part of this conversation. Yeah. You're a sperm donor. don't make you a father. Oh, man. That makes me want to watch Black Dynamite. You will shut the fuck up when grown people is talking. <laughs> Ira ain't never even hurt nobody. They don't know that. He one of them. He a Mark Face nigga. Yeah, Mark Face boy. It don't matter. So... Um, now the Brightborn has a new bot. They'll sell it for genetic therapy, but the real payload is being able to modify the DNA of any resulting children. And Ira knows the two test subjects, mothers who recently fled the Brightborn maternity lab. One's name is Tabitha Stewart, and the other is Kendra Dupree. Guess which one is black? Uh, Martha. Oh, that was a Dora moment. The the listeners were going to answer as I was going to sit here quietly till I felt like they did. Um, Evie's people will surely be hunting them. So they decide to go get them first. And Art finds out the two women checked into a women's shelter yesterday together. At the same time, Evie and Dr. Lear are looking at a video that was sent to them by email, which is a hidden camera getting video of a bright-born doctor euthanizing a defective newborn baby. It's the one we saw a few weeks back with no face, or no nose, rather. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, I, it's I, like, I, like an extreme cleft palate. 
Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, they recognize that it could ruin their plans because, you know, they're euthanizing newborns. And so they go searching for the sender. And Evie has a press conference to prepare for later that night. So Van Leer gives the job to their minions, Frank and Roxy, a black woman named Roxy. I would have never thought it. I mean, it's Roxanne. It's clearly short for Roxanne. Roxanne. I know a black woman named Roxy. Exactly. So I guess I could have thought it. Roxanne, Roxanne. Donnie gets released on bail and Allison picks him up at the jail and he immediately tries to go for the butt cheeks. And she's like, Donnie, no. (laughs) Nigga, go straight fiddling on your booty. And she's just like, no. She's like, I'm a Christian now. That's that's funny because Kale's just got 30 years. Um, you're welcome. Donnie just got out of jail. Kale's got 30 more years. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so this nigga trying to feel on her ass and she like, nah, nigga, I live with God now. And Donnie's like, I can help you see God. And they're at home fucking later on, literally, like, this skipping ahead, but they're at home fucking, and he's like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, because the pussy is good. And she's like, could you stop saying his name? Right. I mean, this man was, this man was like, he had been in prison for years. He been in that bitch for a weekend. For a like, weekend. <laughs> he, was in, he was in jail for a weekend and came out that bitch like he was institutionalized. That nigga wasn't even in jail that long. He was there for the same amount of time as a men's retreat and came right. back like, I need all that ass. His, his jail he time. Almost died. I'm not gonna let y'all talk about his, my man. Okay, time. he did almost die. Cool. He still came out like, "Give me that ass, baby." His jail stint lasted as long as the Confederacy. Like, what and are we talking honestly, about? <laughs> not only did his jail stint not last that long, but the dude that was fucking with him literally left him alone for the majority of the time because yep. Duco was forced to call in and get the hounds off his back. Right. So the rest of the rest of his stay, the rest of that weekend was pretty much normal. Mm-hmm. And so at Susan's lab, Casima and, and Susan fertilize. Um, oh no, wait! While she's telling him to stop feeling on her ass, she's grumbling about how she's a fraud at church because you know she's doing the play Jesus Christ Superstar at church, which I didn't know Jesus Christ Superstar was a gospel play. I, I really was, didn't. I didn't. I didn't know that it was that kind of. I thought it was more like, you know. Yeah, me too. But I guess because she's re- rehearsing at a church, she feels close to God now, and she feels she's lost touch with her faith and can't pray anymore. But like, yo, I I get what you're saying, but you're also Judas in the play. Like, what are we doing here? Exactly. <laughs> And back at Susan's lab, Cosima and Susan fertilize the Lita egg from Sarah with castor sperm from Ira. And Cosima's worn out, perhaps from travel, but maybe because, you know, she's fucking dying. And Susan gives Cosima a book I called... I thought the castor sperm killed the... made people sick. That's a good point. In healthy women, the... the in healthy women, it shriveled their ovaries. Yeah. But, but, they're, so but they're not... But they it shriveled their ovaries. We don't know what happened with their eggs. We just know that it shriveled their ovaries and it, it damaged their reproduction. But like they don't need to actually use it to do a full reproduction. They just do an embryo so they can take the stem. But so why they couldn't use Casima's eggs? 
because hers are, hers are hers are defective. Remember, they already got the problems. Only 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 Sarah. And well, I thought Helena her ovaries to... were defective, not her eggs. Your eggs are in your ovaries. Ovary easy. So you're saying it defects people's eggs, right? The no no no. What, what you're talking about two. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I mean, it, I guess, which I, I guess I understand what you're saying. But as for this, like, I guess since we're not looking for a fully formed child, I guess that's how you, that's how you Cuban be the science. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's no big. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, is you Cuban be the science because we're not looking for a fully formed child. <clears throat> So anyway, Susan gives Cosima a book on the science of neolution by P.T. Westmoreland. And while vaping, Cosima reads the book and describes the book as fascinating for a racist blowhard who thinks poverty is genetic. And of course, Susan's like, you know, it was just his time. That's just how it was in his time, because Susan is a type of person who's really named Karen. Yes, very much so. So disrespectful. She totally Karen's that situation. I, she can she cameras the fuck out of that situation. Brandon, did you go to an HBCU? No. Oh. Almost. But you didn't. Almost went to Hampton. It was but my you, final two choices. What school did you end up going to? Coastal Carolina. Oh, okay. Almost went to Elizabeth City State. Which That's is still Carolina. the wildest can't which is still the wildest name for a, for a fucking school. Elizabeth City State College. Man, I almost committed because of the cheerleaders on their own, fam. They're much a man. It's all right. Man, their cheerleaders are fantastic. I don't care. Hampton's a private school. Do you know how much it costs? He said tiny. Tiny. He said tiny. tiny. And it is a tiny school. But that ass, though. Hampton's not that big either. They jumped. It's grown a lot. Hampton's grown a lot. I, I mean, I know. I mean, over the over the years, yes. Yeah. I mean, I was born in Hampton, so like I kind of know. But um, <laughs> it's I. It's, but the problem with Hampton is like it's a private school, and that shit is fucking expensive. Like the I know the um, I've met the 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 band director, and like he has to like do fucking tricks and magic to get people into the fucking marching band because it's forty thousand a year. Speaking to of go tricks, to school in Hampton. Speaking of tricks and magic, Art and Sarah get to the women's shelter, and getting in one of those takes tricks and magic too. But they find us surrounded by police and ambulances, and inside the building, Art finds Trina trying to get answers from detectives because Tabitha Stewart seems to have committed suicide, and Kendra Dupree has vanished. Why and, were they after Tabitha? Did they know her? Something was wrong for her child? Or they just were guessing. They were I, thought guessing. They were, I thought they were only coming after people who had something go wrong with the child. No, I don't think they were coming after people who things that went wrong with the child. They wanted to keep control of the children just in case something. Oh, okay. And they also wanted to come after them because didn't they escape? They escaped from the facility. Yes. So, okay. yeah, they're going after the, the folks who escape and, more and than right anything now, else. And right now, bringing them in is too risky. It's better to just cut them the fuck off and 
Like for if you're thinking from Evie Cho's perspective, like she's getting ready to go, she's getting ready to go fucking public with all of this stuff with the bots and stuff like that. She had to completely tie up those loose ends. Um, so you know, get her the fuck out of here is what Evie would have probably recommended. Commercial break. Brandon, if you're at the gas station and you put your card into the outside uh well, you put your card into the gas station pump and the sign comes up that says, please see cashier. Do you go see the cashier or do you just leave? I go see cashier. I leave. I leave. I leave. <laughs> oh, for the receipt? No. no. This is when it says, when you try and bring your card and instead of it saying you declined, it says, please see cashier. <laughs> Before before you pump. This is before you pump. This is before you get a chance to pump. If if it's before I pump, yeah, I'm out. I'm going home. Some of these places got one hundred dollar holds. I don't like that. Yeah, fuck that shit. I roll up my <laughs> sleeves and I clap like I'm fucking like I'm dealing cards. <laughs> <laughs> Hit him with the Russell Simmons. Thank you for coming out. God bless. Good night. I'm gonna try and walk my thirty miles of gas to another location. Probably less than 30 miles. I don't know. That's when the light comes on in my car, and that's when I start to freak out. But after Art examines Tabitha's body, he sees defensive wounds, and then they leave. And then the other detective calls Evie and says they're not the only ones looking for Kendra. And in the car outside, Sarah gets a call from Helena, who says she's doing fine. But Helena gets gets the idea that Sarah and the others have some sort of problem. Because, you know, Helena's a good sister. And Sarah sees Trina and talks to her. (laughs) Sarah sees Trina and talks to her. And Trina's glad to talk to Beth and says that Beth was right about Brightborn and things are worse than Trina thought. And she hopes Kendra got away. She spoke of an empty house in her old town, Tisdale. And you're right. It is wonderful how all these things work together. Somebody just happened to mention Tisdale. Exactly. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like... Fuck out of here! Like you, you like you just happen to be in the same town that Evie Cho is is planning to announce that she's setting up Brightborn in. Mm-hmm. And all of this is in the same episode. Like, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of the same convenience of Star Wars and Tatooine. Like Tatooine is like the the. I mean, Tatooine is like the ASEAN ghetto of the of the Star Wars universe, and like everything happens in Tatooine. Like it's just like calm down, like it's not really that serious. Uh, but like, it's supposed to be like a butthole of a of a planet, but like everything fucking happens there. And then like the sequels made another planet looks very much like Tatooine, and they just called it something different. Like, oh, this is Jakku. No, nigga, this is Tatooine. I realize you just watched Obi Wan Kenobi, but still. No, what's the last week? Mm-hmm. And now you on a Star Wars kick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at the Hendrix, Adele looks at Donnie's data from the police, but there's nothing to do for now but comply with bell conditions. And <laughs> Adele is just... Everybody keeps fucking up around Adele and just saying shit they shouldn't say. Like, Adele was like, um... Felix notices that there are two police parked outside in an unmarked car, but can't tell why they're there. But there, Adele's like, I wonder if it's uh, Sergeant Duco. And they're like, nope, 
can't be him. And they're like, how? she's like, how do you know? <laughs> and they're like, because he went on vacation. And she's like, how do you know? <laughs> they're like, don't worry about the fuck I know. I just know it. And Felix is like, you you need to just trust us on this. Uh, you should really check to see what the attorney-client privilege is for this shit. And I, Adele is like, why? <laughs> I really, like, okay, so first of all, Adele is a drunk and a seeming, a drunk uh, drug user and kind of a fuck up. But at the very least, she was smart enough to pass the bar at some point. Mm-hmm. So that means she got at least a little something on her. So, like, y'all keep doing this shit. Eventually, she's going to start asking some questions that you don't want no fucking answers to. And, like, so either you got to fucking clue her in or you got to stop bringing her in on mm-hmm. this shit because she left. You brought her back for this. Mm-hmm. Whew. Art and Sarah drive to Tisdale and check out possible houses where Kendra might be. And Rachel calls with some info in case they need to pressure Kendra, which is the address of where she has her four-year-old son safe with others. And Sarah doesn't want to stoop to blackmailing this time. And threatening a civilian this time. And hangs up. But Iris got in Sarah's location and he heads there. Felix is at his place trying to derail Adele's questions about Sarah having a twin sister when Helena fucking walks in. <laughs> and Adele is like, so... Did Helena just hitchhike back to the city? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Adele is like, yo, so triplets? And one has a completely different accent from the other, which has a completely different accent from the third one? You gonna lay this out to me again? And Elena's looking at her like, "You want me to kill her? <laughs> Say less, fam. I will murder her for you." Felix, who this bitch? Who this Harpo? <laughs> who this woman? Ah, <laughs> uh, Adele isn't mollified by the attempts Felix and Helena make to calm her down. And Donnie and Allison have really bad sex. And afterwards, she's bothered. She still can't pray. And it was she's good a, for Donnie. They had really bad sex. It was good for Donnie. Donnie had great sex. What are you talking about? Donnie was perfectly fine with exactly mm-hmm. what happened. I said what I said. They had really bad sex. Donnie was great. He did, he did, he did fine by him. Yeah. When you get done and she's immediately like, let's pray. And that nigga looked shocked and offended, too. He was like, now? <laughs> You're not sleepy. I'm sleepy. (sighs) Anyhow, she still can't pray. And she's oppressed by the feeling that everyone in town looks down on them. And there's police outside. And she's like, let's just go. Let's 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 leave the country. And he's like, I can't. I had to surrender my passport when I got bail. And she's like, well, then let's act like we're going to vacation in Niagara. And let's take the kid. Let's be there. And then let's send for the kids. Because they're looking at me in the streets, and they're looking at me in the church, and they're looking at me in the world, and I feel gazed upon, and I am unworthy. How does everybody know their business? Right? It's a small town. It ain't that small. Everybody know everything. I swear Evie Cho lives in their neighborhood. Toronto is not a small town. (laughs) At all. 
I mean, Bailey Downs is a small town in Toronto. It's a small community. Small community. Community. Yeah. Rachel is getting more visions from her eye, more clear than before. A hunter's camp in a forest, bearded men, rifles, cottages, a swan, and an axe. And Art and Sarah find the house where Kendra's hiding, and she is justifiably very nervous about these strangers. You know, after Tabitha died and all. And eventually she spills. Uh, at Brightborn, they heard rumors that some babies were born different, so they snuck out. As they were going, they heard a baby cry, and they took the video of the two doctors examining and killing the baby, which is the same video that was sent to Evie. Kendra, who was paid by Brightborn to be a surrogate, says she ran, but she had her baby, who was born blind and white, with red hair. Because, you know, they just insert like they're surrogates. So that was wild. I wonder whose baby that really was. Like somebody like, yo, my baby ready yet? Conan O'Brien. Huh. Sarah and Art want her to go public on it, but Kendra wants to be left out because she has another son, and that son needs protection too. Uh, and Sarah calls Rachel about Kendra, and Rachel can't convince her to use the information on Kendra's other son's pressure. So Rachel calls Ira and tells him to do what has to be done. And Sarah again offers Kendra their safe house in Toronto, and this time Kendra agrees. But as she goes into a room to pack, Rachel calls her directly and tells her to go to Ira outside or else she'll threaten her other son. And so Kendra complies and goes out the back door. And at the same time, someone barges in the front door and Art stops her and it's Roxy, Evie's minion. And Art leaves her for the police to handle. As Donnie and Allison are packing, Allison notices the police car is gone, but there's an ambulance out there just sitting. Remember, Frank and Roxy were cosplaying as ambulance uh, drivers, as paramedics. She goes downstairs and Frank is there with his knife to Donnie, who's tied up and gagged, like, real quick, too. Donnie's just like, I surrender. I, I only said all that stuff for the sex play. I'm not really the man of this house at all. After he ties Allison up, he tells her, you're truly the strength of this house, aren't you? I can tell. I can tell. You're the man of this house. It's you. And, um... He gets out a Brightborn bot, and he's like, this is the first edition, and it's real glitchy. And if you don't tell me where Sarah is, I'm going to stick this in your mouth at the count of ten, and then you're going to die. If you don't say where Kendra is, sorry, not Sarah. If you don't say where Kendra is, then the door bursts open at the count, like he gets to nine and a half. He's actually inserting it. Oh, he says ten. Yeah, he's he's putting it in. He put it in her mouth, or he's about to start moving it towards her mouth, and then the door bursts open, and Helena's there with her bow and arrow. And Frank looks at her, and she looks at him, and then she shoots an arrow, slammed through that nigga's neck, right, and tells Donnie he looks that was like perfect timing, right, fortuitous, I would say, especially considering all the stuff that Allison has thought and felt about Helena since by now she was pregnant. Then she tells Donnie Hendricks that he looks like a hog. You look like a baby pig. No, she said roast pig, right? Roast pig. Roast baby pig. That's good. Evie chose practicing for her press conference, and as the press starts to file in on the room, Rachel comes to meet with her and says that she has Kendra in custody. Y'all owe Rachel an apology. 
No, I don't. Yeah, owe Aretha an apology. No, I don't. No, I don't. Yes, you do. She did something good today. She did something good, but it's going to it benefit benefits her. her. Like we that's, never that's what we're her saying. as soon as it happened. It wasn't a secret. Right. It's, it's still the, something good. But she's doing everything for her own selfish so reasons. How often and do the, you congratulate bad people for doing good things that only benefit them? It doesn't only benefit her. It just helps her. It benefits other people too. Helps Sarah. Nah, because remember, she couched it as this was going to benefit her mom. And okay, so then it helps her mom. And no, it doesn't. It's this is all for herself. She basically said, nah, fuck her. Her time nah, is passed. Her mom is coming on. Her time is yeah. coming on. This her is time, her time, her time is passed. This this about me. This about me, dog. And so, like, she, so the, when she left to go meet with Sarah and to get all of this shit set up, she told her mom that we are going to get, we're going to get Evie Cho and we are going to install you as the head, as the new head of Neolution. That's what she said. And that is not what she did. Now she's going to be the new head, but she still helped. Yeah, she she still helped Sarah temporarily. She didn't help Sarah, she helped herself. All of this is for her. You know, because, me because and Nisha it, and I were talking about the idea of helping yourself and helping others. And here's the way that I came. Here, here's the conclusion I came to. If I'm hungry and I cook dinner and I make enough for my wife and my son to eat, did I cook them dinner or did I cook myself dinner? Like if I wasn't dinner. hungry, if I wasn't hungry, would they have gotten fed? No, but they did get fed, so you helped them. But it wasn't altruistic. The motivation is irrelevant. It's only what happens at the end. No, it's the only part of it that makes it altruistic is the fact that you knew enough to make enough for everyone. Because you could have just made you some ramen and called it a fucking day. Man, Robin bangs too. When you make homemade ramen, it's not altruistic. It's you know, it's solved the need. Like you make you made dinner for everybody, even though you were the one that was hungry. You made dinner for everyone. Yo, yesterday, some ramen. Yesterday, and that's what what she did. She made ramen. Yesterday, yes, she did. Yesterday, I made uh, homemade waffles. I put powdered sugar into the mix and vanilla and mixed it all up real nice. And I put it into the waffle cooker in the waffle iron. and took it out when it was hot and fresh and put some strawberry ice cream on top of that bitch and some caramel on top of the strawberry and some bananas. Whew. You lost me at the bananas. Woo! Lost me at the bananas. Woo! So, um, Evie Choke practices for her press conference and Rachel says that she doesn't want money. She wants to place the Neolution board because Evie said she couldn't have it. Then Evie, then Rachel asks Evie why, and at this point we can see that the point of view has changed because Sarah's at the house with Ira. Like Ira, Rachel's not a good person. She gonna fuck you over too. And Ira goes back and turns on the computer, and Rachel has on this busted ass necklace that looks like a camera. But Evie, I swore Evie was looking straight at that necklace when she started talking. So, so, so Evie. Evie like looking at titties is what we're saying. No, I just you know maybe. Oh no, I'm not judging. I'm just saying she looked like she looked down at her neck, like she looked down at the. They zoomed in. The camera zoomed in on the camera around her neck on that necklace, 
And it looked like Evie was noticing it by the way that they portrayed it. But then she just kept talking. And like as soon as she finished talking, because Rachel asked Evie a question that you should have known was a, a fucking trick, a trick question. She was like, but why do you euthanize the newborns? And this nigga answered honestly. Like, you ain't in that good with me yet. I don't know what you're talking about. Attica, Attica. I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing Marion Barry does not exist in their world. One, two, three, four, fifth. Like, <laughs> like they set me up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, duh. Like, you gotta be careful about what you say. Right. And like, and like, and like, let's be honest, like you were just out of earshot of all of those fucking people. Of all these reporters. Yeah. And, and you decided to say this anyway, and it's just like, you a dumbass. And she explains that some experiments just don't work, and if even one child were discovered to be defective, the program and decades of science would be shelved. And then she's like, I gotta go to the press conference. She says one sentence, and that shit pops up on the internet. The phones of the reporters there all start ringing, and we see some of them seeing the video of the baby being killed, and some are seeing her recorded answer to Rachel's question, and I'm like, did y'all have the news channels already waiting? Because this happened real quick. Yeah, because Rachel got connections like that. She got hoes. And so reporters are like, yeah, what you saying sounds great and shit, but uh, you want to talk about this real quick? But these babies don't. Hey, what's up with these kids? What up with that one? There, there's one without a nose. And Evie looks at Rachel like, it was you. They set me up. Like, it's, it's Mary and Mary. Like, it's, they set me up. That's exactly what it was. Right. And it was um, me, Austin. It was me all along. That was the glory years. I hope that nigga go to jail forever. It'll be really funny if uh, Vincent Man went to jail. It'll be great. It's, it's, I'm, I, I don't know very much about what's happening. I know that he has to have a leave of absence. Is there something that, that's going to jail worthy? I don't know what he did. I heard something about cheating, but I don't know exactly what he did. Sexual assault. No, it's not oh. sexual assault. That's not the allegation. The allegation is that he paid a woman that he had an affair with, possibly with, com- with, with company, company money. money. But then another woman came out in 1986 on the Geraldo show and said that he sexually assaulted her. Okay, so he, so he, so he's been me too. Yeah, pretty much. Well, that actually happened in 1986. It didn't mm-hmm. like happen. But the statute of limitation is is passed. But you know, I, yeah, it ain't oh, looking so good so for. She, so she, no, she so came she, out on the Geraldo show in 19. She came out in 86. It came back yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. But Rachel has another glitch vision of campfires, a, a camp, a swan, and a cutoff swan head. And she explains to Ira, this isn't a glitch. This is an image being sent from the island where Susan's house is. And someone there is trying to show Rachel something. And in a cabin with fire and music playing, a woman is working at a desk. And an old man's hand reaches and touches her on the shoulder. And Delphine turns. And it's like the scariest fucking face. She looked like, remember at the end of the Avengers, the first time that we saw Thanos when he yep. turned around like that? Like, yep. she did the Thanos turn. Like, yep. you know what I mean? Um, I will say this. we One thing that we missed, one thing that we missed that we didn't talk about is Charlotte showed um, Kasima uh, what looks like 
a drawing of the island and showed her exactly where they were on the island. So we know there's way more island than what's, you know, like where where they are. We know that there's way more island. Way more. Brandy, you got anything? Nope. Scar, you got anything? Not new, though. 916-633-1537. Uh, return to Oswald at gmail.com. Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B-O-K. Scar's on Twitter at Scarfinger. I'm Ratchet Book Club, and the show is RTO Podcast. You know what's funny? If you take out that whole first hour where we were talking about everything else, the rest of the show took about 33 minutes plus me talking about this. You can leave a review on Spotify. It takes like 13 seconds. You can also leave a review on Podchaser. Uh, copy and paste that in Apple Podcasts and then copy and paste that into the Good Pods app. You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast or on buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. Or on the Good Pods app, you can leave a tip in the tip jar. Just a tip. And and do that because Rashani, you know, having computer issues and he's the one that keeps all of this stuff together. So look out for your memes so that we, so we can keep um putting out hot shit. Dude, my shit crashed twice while we were talking. Like not the computer, but the flash drive, like I said, where it just disconnects. It did it twice. Okay. So I gotta upload everything to Google Drive over and over again to make sure we don't lose any of our shit. Yeah. But so, yep. Thank y'all each for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Tell your friends, tell your family. Tell, tell your, your folks, mom and them. Tell, tell your, your mom and them. Hit your folks up. Let us know if y'all care about how long these episodes be before we actually start talking about the show as a whole. It's not always going to be like this. I guarantee it. When we have some shows that are like bang outs, we're going to get in there and talk our shit. It's just I, this suggested, show, I suggested that these be released as Patreon exclusives. I could do that. That requires more work from Brashani. Yeah, why five minute, not want Rashani to do more work? Five-minute clock. Starting I mean, next episode. If, I mean, the thing is, if I put it on Patreon, I only got seven people on there. Yeah, I got two. You oh, know, no. so it ain't like... I don't want to hold it. I don't want to withhold it from a lot of people. It's not fair. Okay. Five-minute okay, so, clock. So separate it and put in this extra content. I'm not putting a five-minute clock on either, Brandon, because you would zoom right past that shit with your first conversation. It just so happened that today you were feeling wet about politics, and I was just letting you go off, fam. Yeah, he did did get a little moist. You just had a chance to politic out. And I'm like, go for it, because (laughs) what you were talking about was actually in line with the overturning of Roe versus Wade. So... yes. I asked y'all why y'all didn't have a a thought about it, and you had a thought. Why the fuck would I stop it? Five minute clock next week. Yeah, I swear you're a virgin. It's the it's the what you call it, man. I'm the black stew guts. It's the it's the what you call it. Um, it's the finale, right? Yeah, it's the season four finale. Eleven episodes left. This nigga celebrating and shit. Yeah, because I can finally pick something. You've already picked. No, like I'm many, saying we can finally do things. what we're picking. Multiple times. You pick many, no. many things. We can finally do my pick, is what I'm saying. I don't okay. even know how to find your pick. It's on HBO Max. Oh, yeah, you did say that. Why can't we do something like Harley Quinn? 
Since season three is about to start, I love Harley Quinn. It was so great. Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Watch Harley Quinn. Um, we're going to holler at y'all later. Be good. Peace. Peace theme music for another one was made by Makai Beats and it's called Heaven. You can contact him on Makai.com which is M-A-K-A-I-H.com or you can find his beat on the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.